In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome in to the Retirement Pathfinder. Glad to have you on the show today. I am Ben George, joined as always by Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, Retirement Income Planning Specialist over at Pathfinder Wealth Management in Rockford. And we have a good show for you today. We're talking about age and wisdom, uh, two things that we all uh, benefit from as we get older. We don't like the the, uh, the age necessarily, but so many things we learn along the way, right? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yep. We'll apply that to financial planning on this episode, but we have to start out, Phil. Farm update. I hear we have an update this week. Yeah, I just got to make an announcement. Hey, everybody, just want you to know that it's um, bee- beekeeping time on the farm. Uh-oh. I know that y'all were waiting for this and uh, something that um, we can hardly, uh, you know, love that honey. Love to taste of that honey. I'll tell you what. But, uh, you know, there's a, a friend of mine. Uh, that has kind of schooled me in this this particular area of beekeeping. And uh, one of the big questions I often ask is, well, how do the bees uh, survive in this harsh weather we have up here in the north? And the answer to that is that they usually don't, don't, right? Mm -hmm. And so my friend Ty, what he does is he takes his trailer full of bees down to Texas and California in the wintertime. And he pollinates the crops down there. They are asking for people to come in from other states, from the northern states, to take their bees down south. So it's kind of like, you know, the the snowbirds going down to Florida in the wintertime, right? But the bees go down to Texas and California in the wintertime instead and pollinate down there. And then when the weather gets better, they come back up here. And last night I had the uh, opportunity to meet uh, Ty at the farm. He brought his semi in and and we took our lift truck and uh, offloaded 24 hives to put them on our property and so we're excited to see what these hives are going to produce this year, hoping for a good crop. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, if we didn't have bees to pollinate flowers in this particular, well, across the globe, as far right. as that, that's concerned, humanity would end. Yeah, that's I think many people don't know, as I didn't uh, until a few years ago. Yep. Yep. It's the beginning of the food chain. It really is. And so it's important to promote uh, beekeeping. It's promoted. It's important to understand that bees are not our enemies. Uh, they're not to be avoided. They're to be embraced, so to speak. Um, we want to see them thrive and pollinate wherever they have a chance. And so that's the farm report for the day. That sounds like an awful lot of work from uh, this Thai guy. I mean, it sounds like a full-time job. Oh, it's, I'll tell you what, it's like raising cattle. Hmm. It really is. You have to be concerned about mites and all the diseases that go along with, with bees. You have to be concerned about the broods and how to keep them active. You have to be concerned about uh, uh, all the different types of bees in the hive. There's worker bees. There's ones that groom the uh, the queen. Sure. It is incredible the amount of knowledge and experience you've got to have to be a successful beekeeper. It's a science, and it's uh, it's a it's a challenge because of all the obstacles. Uh, one is uh, basically all the herbicides and the pesticides that are used. Um, mm-hmm. Those are very detrimental to to bee colonies and uh, we see it very often they'll kill hives off uh, across yeah. uh, across the state so just be aware you know and be thankful that we do have uh, those that really pollinate and uh, that, that cultivate the uh, the habitat for bees well i'm buying those bushes and flowers and things like that where they can uh, you know for, for to provide some food for them too yes absolutely so that's it yep 
I like that. Well, thank you for doing that, Phil. I know it's, it is important. It's something I think more and more people are aware of. I know I've seen more and more bee companies and more beekeepers. And I think just the having native plants and that sort of thing is such, goes such a yeah. long way. And I think more and more people are aware of that. So mm, absolutely appreciate you doing your part uh, to help out everyone as well, Phil. So thank you for the update. Mm-hmm. I look forward to another one again soon enough. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about financial planning again, as we go through today's episode. I encourage you to reach out. If you have questions, if you want to schedule a time to meet with Barbara and Phil, you can do so by visiting pathfinderchat.com. But today's episode, I want to talk about age and wisdom and, and how they impact financial planning um, because it is, you know, it's a topic that affects everyone. We all get older. We know that, right? There's no avoiding that as much as we want to. But no matter where you are in life, your financial goals and priorities are going to change over time. And you want to have a plan that reflects that and reflects your needs as they change. And so we want to talk about how age and wisdom actually impact financial planning strategies and provide some tips and insight that to help you make some informed decisions about your finances. So Barbara and Phil, let's start with, uh, with why age actually matters in financial planning. Yeah, Ben, you know, well, we'll talk about, uh, you know, so how, how our financial goals change as we age and how someone's age impacts the financial planning strategies that might be appropriate for them. You know, the goal of financial planning is to have goals, so short term and long term. And it starts with a calculation of one's current net worth and cash flow. When you're young and you're starting a family, you look at family needs, your investment risk tolerance and a plan for saving and investing. But you want your family taken care of in the event of a premature death. So the spouse and kids are, are, are of course, taken care of. You've got a college plan if you choose. You've got an emergency fund. But you also need a plan for long-term investing, for retirement. The earlier you start in this area, the closer you come to financial independence, or at the least to have enough money when you retire to last you 30 years. And when you put off saving, oftentimes you'll hear people put off savings because they have a lot of debt. But when you do that, um, because of a lot of debt, then in your early years, you're losing the advantage of compound interest. For example, let's look at a 35 and a 50-year-old, and if they're both retiring at age 67. So the 35-year-old, $60,000 of income, $30,000 in savings, saves uh, about $1,000 a month. They'll have $1.6 million at retirement. Wow. Yeah, $1.6 million, Phil. Wait till you hear wow. the next one. Okay. And uh, the 50-year-old, on the other hand, same thing, $60,000 of income, $30,000 in savings, saves 1000 a month. They will have, get this, $470,000 at really? retirement. Mm-hmm. That person will run out of money in their 70s. That person actually needs to save about $2,100 a month. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest misunderstanding is thinking that you can wait to save. You know, we talked about this on our last podcast, Phil, but uh, private pensions are gone and people have to take a proactive approach to investing for retirement because you can't make up time. If you have a lot of debt, just save anyway, save something. Also, uh, some think we've, we've, we've talked to people that come into the office and, and try, try this. You know, some think that if you waited too long that you can aggressively invest to make up for time. And that's just not true. No, no, that would be a, a it could be a formula for disaster if they try to get too aggressive to make up for lost time. But, you know, there are some sage uh, sayings, sage wisdom that I've accumulated over my lifetime. And early on, somebody told me that time can be your friend if you get started right now. That's true. And, you know, you have the advantage of time and compound interest. You don't have to save as much. Yep. It just does not make sense to procrastinate in this area. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's so important to to stress that. It's just when you're young, you just think, I've got plenty of time. I don't need to worry about it. But to your point, Phil, like if you do, 
you could do less, just do it earlier and you're going to be better off. So, so important to have age on your side as you go through financial planning. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. All right, uh, what about wisdom? You have some probably some sage advice for us here. How does that, well, that, that yeah. fit? <laughs> you know, well, what is wisdom? Uh, a lot of different definitions. The Oxford Dictionary says, the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment the qualities of being wise or the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. In my way of thinking, uh, it's the most prudent way of applying knowledge and good judgment. You know, the wisest man who ever lived, which was King Solomon, says in Proverbs, he says, get wisdom, get understanding, do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. So who has it? Who has wisdom? Well, again, Solomon he kind of pipes in here in Proverbs. He says again, uh, he says, the glory of young men is their strength, but the splendor of old men is their gray hair uh, or no hair uh, in my case. Um, well, what does he mean by gray hair? Well, meaning those who have maturity, they've got some time and grade, they have wisdom, they have sound, soundness, they have experience. You know, and Ben, I have to admit, and this is, you know, just it goes with the age and I'm 25 years of age starting out in the business. And when I started out, you know, my managers were trying to teach me how to sell mutual funds, especially um, trying to convince people uh, that, you know, they're going to have a lot of money if they do this properly. You know, I, I had very little confidence that they would produce the real wealth that, that they were telling me this. In fact, I always sold with, with one hand. Okay. And the other hand was hiding behind my back and it was, my fingers were crossed, you know, that I hope this thing works out. But as the years went on, I stand tall before my clients today and have the confidence to know that when the investments are allocated properly, they'll do exactly what has been claimed. And we have time and grade. Of course, you know, we need to now qualify our claims with the disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Market investments can and do lose money from time to time. But what makes a wise uh, financial advisor? Well, in a nutshell, two things, time and experience. What are the benefits of seeking financial advice from one who is wise and experienced? Well, they can guide you along the same path that they've trod, you know, trod down the road they've gone, uh, and can indicate their own financial success. So you want to you want to follow somebody who's been there, who's done that, who has that wisdom, who has that experience. And so that's the important thing: is find somebody who has some time and grade. Uh, now that that's not to say young people aren't worthy to follow. I think they are. But, you know, they need to have mentors, too. And I think it's important that uh, you find those those particular advisors that have uh, been very successful in their own right. I was going to say find someone who is successful. But I, you know, like your uh, your mentioning of standing tall, because then you saw that, you know, the uh, the benefit of compound interest by investing in mutual funds early in life. Oh, yes. You know, but I, I agree, too, Phil. It's, you know, uh, with wisdom, you know, uh, with uh, wisdom, it's experience. With wisdom comes experience. 
mm-hmm. with experience it's the other way around yeah with experience, with experience comes, comes wisdom so. because uh if i look at my 25 years in the business and you're 40 some you know what we can share with uh clients is you know how we've met with people that have not had enough money in retirement you know we can also talk about clients that we've had for 20 to 25 years knowing how well they've done in retirement and share those stories yes absolutely in fact really along with the idea of experience comes bad experience and we've seen a lot of that too along the way yep yeah i'm giving uh give, giving them the bad news mm-hmm. wisdom and age so very very important for this as we go through our conversation today on how they fit into financial planning here again if you have questions submit them via the website pathfinderchat.com you can schedule a meeting right there you can ask barbara phil whatever you want to it's the best way to get on <laughs> their calendar Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about how we incorporate then our life experiences and lessons, because we're constantly learning. We definitely have a different perspective now than we did 10, 20 years ago, just on life and just how we view everything. So how do you weave those into financial planning? Well, in our years of financial being in financial advisors, Barb and I have been able to really kind of categorize people's views on savings, investings, retirement, managing money, into two main type of mindsets. Uh, these mindsets uh, do exhibit themselves either at the start of a client relationship during that first initial experience or sometime down the road when they begin to face a financial crisis or markets drop or there's some big interruption in their in their plan. That's when we see a lot of this come out. But the first type of mindset I'll call the mindset of scarcity. And this is the person that thinks about money and markets with a pessimistic attitude. Uh, they're fearful of losing money in the market, and uh, they're they're seeing. They say, "Hey, it's never going to return. It'll never come back. We'll never see it again." Uh, they have a tendency to absorb and process information from the financial media or their friends, and often uh, their view of life is the worst case viewpoint. Um, I describe them as the Eor investors. Right, Ben. Do you remember Eor, the donkey? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of the. Oh, poor, poor me, <laughs> poor me. <laughs> Who's the one that uh, was sky's falling? Yeah. Who that was. I can't remember either. But yeah. uh, anyhow, it's really kind of a negative view of life in general. But these their actions may incline them to destroy a very well-constructed financial plan when the market drops or when the media focus on, focuses on the latest apocalypse du jour. Or they resort to the slogan, it's different this time, it's different this time. You know, the wall is is coming down, the sky is falling. You know, a scarcity mindset will often spook a client out of the market at the worst possible time. When their mark, when their uh, account is down, uh, they decide they want to get out. And it'll compel them to buy gold as an alternate oh, investment. Yeah. Isn't that something? Hmm. Um, some of these folks come by these fears, honestly, due to the lack of financial education, uh, they're listening to the wrong advisors or being raised in a family where, quite frankly, the family lived through the Depression where the stock market crashed and their relatives lost everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things that happened. You know, often they believe that the stock market is a giant casino where luck rewards only a few players. Or they believe that the markets are rigged in favor of the big Wall Street tycoons and banks. And the little guy, the little guy has no opportunity at all. Uh, the inevitable conclusion of a scarcity mindset is to get this now. To get all you can and can all you get. Can all you get. Like yeah, that. get all you can and can all you get because they fear that poverty is just around the corner. Now, in contrast, the second mindset that I want to describe is one of abundance. Uh, those having the view of life that uh, they may have experienced the same setbacks and trials that the scarcity person has, but they respond differently, Ben. 
They have trained themselves to steer clear of the doom and gloom, advertisers, the speculators, and the financial media out there. When markets are down, they have the knowledge and the confidence to know that they are invested in the greatest companies in the world that are producing products and services for billions of people worldwide. You know, they know that financial markets are the greatest wealth creators known to man. They really are. Uh, there is nothing else out there that compares to the financial markets. An abundance mindset recognizes that wealth is created in capitalistic nations every single day, and they want to demand their share. So our question is, uh, do you have a mindset of scarcity or abundance? And more importantly, which one of those would you rather have? You know, what I, we've seen, too, is that it does not matter if you uh, maybe have a shortfall or don't have a, you know, maybe might, might not have saved enough to have the retirement you like, or it can actually be someone that has a... a, a uh, you know, plenty of money. They're never gonna. They're never gonna spend it, and they can still have that scarcity mindset. They can. You know, I've seen that. They can. But um, I also think about if they've been burned before. You know, like I just met with someone last week, and this has happened from time to time, and they invested a certain amount of money, and over what they considered a short period of time, they lost half of it. Well, anytime you lose fifty percent of your money, you're, you know, either you're not sure what you're invested in, or it wasn't clearly explained. Mm -hmm. But then uh, what that does is it makes them very cautious in the future. You know, to which to the, it, it could be to the point where it hurts them. Yeah, once once burned, twice shy, as they say, and yeah. and that's that's unfortunate because, uh, you know, whoever was leading them along in that, maybe nobody was, maybe they did it on their own. Um, you know, they're going to develop a different view of the markets from this point forward. It's hard to overcome. Yeah, I have seen that. And uh, so then they'll, they'll invest in things that aren't even keeping pace with inflation. Right. Do you have a written retirement plan? If not, you're not alone. Many people put off planning for their future, thinking they have plenty of time. But the truth is, time flies, and it's never too early to start planning for your retirement. Pathfinder Wealth Management can help. Their team of experts, including Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky, who you hear on the show, can guide you through the planning process and save you valuable time. And with their commitment to education, you'll learn how to set yourself up for success. Book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com. Don't procrastinate any longer. Your retirement is too important to leave to chance. Visit pathfinderchat.com or check the link in the description of today's show. All right. One more part of this conversation I want to have with you both is the aspect of emotions. We talk about it on the show a lot because emotions play a lot into our money and the way we think about finances and retirement planning. But let's talk about it in, in respect to age and wisdom. Um, are there certain emotions that are more problematic for some generations? Mm. And, you know, does wisdom cure all <laughs> or retirees and pre-retirees still exposed here? Yeah, that is, a, that is a good question. And and Phil gave a good explanation of uh, wisdom, too. I was looking something up uh, by, uh, by a professor named uh, Professor Staudinger, who is a lifespan psychologist and a professor at Columbia University. And she says that true wisdom involves recognizing the negative both within and outside of ourselves and trying to learn from it. So she added that you're not focusing so much on what you need and deserve, which leans more toward younger generations, but on what you can contribute, which leans more toward older generations. So if the question is, does wisdom cure all uh, for retirees and pre-retirees, -re pre are they both still exposed? Well, wisdom is not a cure-all. When it comes to emotions, we've all got that flight or flight, fight or flight instinct. Mm -hmm. It's a self-defense mechanism, and, and some have an overly sensitive response. 
there have been many studies done on this uh, on this topic of emotions and and it have to do with family history and it can be also um, health issues. It can be a brain imbalance such as anxiety or bipolar disorders. But with all that said, when it comes to financial advice, we do see the emotional side of some of our investors. You know, when the market drops, you know, some we can talk to that will calm them down and mm-hmm. and they really just need to be reassured. And others will panic and sell out. Fortunately, I don't see it doesn't happen very often Phil, with our clients. I don't think for them to sell right. out uh, once in a while it does happen. But even though we have conversations about why to stay the course during a market downturn and clients know better than to ruin a long-term plan, um, there are still chemicals in our brain that drive us to mm-hmm. do things when faced with stress. So the easiest thing is to you, is to relieve that stress. You want to relieve that pain. And then they panic and they make the wrong decisions and then they sell out. I think what would greatly help with emotions at any age is to have a plan in place. And, and what if scenarios? We talk with our clients about this. What if scenarios so people can know that there's a plan when certain circumstances arise? But it seems that emotions play more of a significant role today in decision making with younger generations than they have in the past. And I think technology has a lot to do with that. Well, yeah, Barb, you know, it's it's interesting that uh, when things go awry, you know, people think that they need to do something. Do something, right? Fix it now. Fix it now. Let's get it. Uh, yeah, let's take care of it. And, and probably the worst thing in the world they could do is to do something. And uh, I always, uh, you know, I never fear the markets. I, I fear my response to the market. And that's the thing that we have to uh, constantly coach our clients about is, you know, don't let your emotions take over right. because that's when you tend to make uh, some really, really bad decisions along the way and uh, can really destroy a well-constructed plan. Right. Yep. You can't. You don't make up for that time. If you if you sell out and you go to cash, those shares are gone. Yep. And that can. Uh, we have also done uh, podcasts on this. You know how much wealth can be lost for selling out at the wrong times. Oh, absolutely. Well, great discussion and just a kind of a different angle on financial planning, but I think one that's so important. And you know, we want to rely on someone with that experience that can help you build your retirement plan. Well, the folks at Pathfinder Wealth Management can do that for you. Barbara and Phil have years and years of experience doing this every day and and can really help you, help guide you towards where you want to be in retirement. So you can visit them online, pathfinderchat.com. That's the easiest way to schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil. But if you prefer to call as well, that number is 815-399-9806. So any questions you might have, or if you just want to begin that planning process, again, no better time than now to start. that. So again, reach out if you have any questions. All right, Barbara, Phil, anything else to add before we close it out today? Well, that's it. Have a great day. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Pathfinder. For Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky over at Pathfinder Wealth Management in Rockford, I am Ben George. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.